Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1 with It's For Women, the car insurance with extra benefits like personal accident cover. Well, landmark legislation opening up personal information to adopted people was published on Wednesday of this week. The Birth Information and Tracing Bill will provide adopted people with the right to access vital documentation, including their birth certificates with the name of their birth mother. One of those for whom this legislation has particular personal significance is the former Thornister, Joan Burton, who joins me now in our studio. Morning, Joan. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Miriam. Listen, before we chat about your own adoption. I know you really want to pay tribute to Ashling Murphy and you were outside Leinster House for the vigil on Thursday night. Yes, and um, I don't know what more can be said in terms of the destruction, the hurt and the horror of what happened to somebody who was obviously a wonderful, beautiful person, the pride and joy of her parents and her family's life. And all I can say is that I think it is, given the reaction, I I, I was outside Leinster House at the vigil. Later on, I passed it in a bus and the whole place was lit up in the total darkness with candles. And it looked so peaceful and solemn. But I think we do have to address misogyny in Ireland. And we have to stop the hurtful comments to uh, women in particular, but the hurtful comments that are made to people and that are so destructive of them. And all I can say is if there is a legacy that we want to create as a memorial uh, to Ashling, I think it would be to make Ireland representative of both women and men and to cut out the hate uh, speech and the misogyny that so many, particularly young women, suffer from. And this young woman who had so much to give to Ireland is taken from us and particularly from her family, a beautiful woman. Yeah, absolutely, Joan. Our thoughts, of course, are with her family this morning. Look, will you remind us, Joan, of your own story, how old you were when you were adopted from the Sisters of Charity in Temple Hill? Or what do you know of the circumstances as to how you came to be there? Well, to start with, as a small child, I lived in Rialto um, on the south side of Dublin in Rialto cottages. They're little small cottages. And all I can remember is that maybe when I was about two or three, uh, I I was living there. But from the time I lived there, I always knew, even though I didn't understand what the term meant, that I was adopted. Because, of course, people would say it to you casually. All the neighbours knew everything about every child. And, you know, if you did well in an exam, people would kind of, you know, uh, dig their daughter or son and say, and look, and she's she's adopted. (laughs) Uh, So it was something I grew up with. I was very lucky. I was adopted by the Burtons, who were a really nice, strong family with a big extended family, many of whom are listening in this morning. (laughs) So hello, everybody. And um, when uh, I was 20, my birth mother, Bridie, who was wonderful to me, uh, died. And uh, she had told me literally everything she knew. This is your adopted mother. This is my adopted mother. And when I um, went searching, uh, which I decided to do around the time I was getting married in my mid-twenties, I wrote uh, to the parish priest because the only piece of documentation I knew of and which I worked out later on was the reason everybody knew I was adopted was that there was a baptismal certificate for me, which of course you did need to go to school and you did need 
uh, to go to secondary school. And uh, it was years later that the penny dropped on that. It sounds stupid, but and of course it wasn't in uh, uh, it wasn't in my name as Joan Burton. It was for a certain Josephine, and it was from the Mount Leinster area. And uh, basically, I wrote to the parish priest in the area, and. Uh, I didn't hear anything at all for maybe a year, a year and a half. And basically I got a letter back, sending me my letter back and saying, look, we don't do that kind of thing effectively. So it was the first time I suppose I encountered what most people who are adopted would know, which is an absolute wall of intransigence from officialdom and uh, from church sources. They were just a blank wall. They had the power and they did not give the information. That's why this legislation is important, because it will do what's been going on in the North for over 30 years, allow people to find out their birth information, the circumstances of their birth and any other information that's available. In my case, I had a bit of a journey. I actually lived at home on the family farm uh, in the Mount Leinster area for about two months after I was born and I was born there. And actually, the reason I know all this is that one day after I'd been a TD for six or seven years, I got a letter from a Mrs. Ryan, a very famous figure in the Mount Leinster and Carlo and Carlo area and deservedly a Carlo person of the year. She, she has passed on since. And she wrote to me saying, I'm not a crank. I drive my own car. And if you have any doubts about me and if you were born uh, on the 1st of February, I may have information of, of of benefit to you. And uh, if you want to really check, you can contact my local Fianna Fáil TD and uh, <laughs> check me out. So uh, sometime later, myself and uh, Pat, my, my wonderful husband, uh, who accompanied me on a lot of this journey, um, were in a farmhouse kitchen uh, just uh, on the barrow, directly on the barrow, just as, as, uh, outside Bar- Boris. Mrs and Ryan's kitchen. Mrs yes. Ryan's kitchen. And she took down her handwritten ledgers and she said, there you are, that's you. And uh, she showed me my entry in her uh, in her ledger, and it was in beautiful copper-plated writing. And there I was. Baby Why Josephine. did she have that ledger? Because she was the midwife ah. in the area, uh, dating from sometime in the 1940s. So she'd been at your birth. And she had been and attended at my birth. And she also then said to me, And she got extremely upset herself uh, as she talked about it that I said, but, you know, why then if I was living at home, why, why did I leave? Why did I have to leave? And she kind of referenced busybodies and the church not liking it. And uh, she had actually been in the car that took me to Dublin. And she described the crying that went on in the car and how upset everybody was. And they seemed to have gone to the wrong place. And I suspect uh, what they did was they went to St. Patrick's on the Navin Road. That seemed to be what had happened. Uh, instead of going to St. Patrick's Guild, the Adoption Society, which are two totally different entities, and although both orders that looked after those institutions were Sisters of Charity, one where, as I understand it, maybe the French Sisters of Charity and the other were the Irish Sisters of Charity, with whom I also went to school. And then after that, 
when eventually, and this this was uh, quite a while later, uh, towards the end of the 90s, when information opened up a bit and I got my actual record, I had uh, gone to the uh, gone to Temple Hill, which is in Black Rock, and uh, it was a baby home, not a mother and baby home, a baby home. And uh, they gave me uh, the kind of my first two years. And essentially... I'd been at home and brought uh, and been in County Carlo and I met people who'd walked me out as a baby because when word got around, all sorts of people popped up, uh, lovely people, to tell me, oh, I used to walk you when you were a baby. And why couldn't your mother keep you? Is it because she was an unmarried mother? Uh, she, was, she was on her own. She was unmarried. She was single and she was living with her two brothers and I think there was a grandmother at that time her mother was in the house and public opinion would not stand for a baby being in a home if uh, in, a, in an ordinary family home if the mother was un, un, uh, was unmarried so uh, when I finally got documentation from the society after meeting like I kind of put nuns into two categories nice nuns and difficult nuns and let me tell you a lot of the nuns who dealt with adoption were incredibly difficult strong women who uh, had well as the nun that I used to go to see uh, in St Patrick's Guild I'd sit at the table she'd have a file in front of her presumably my file and she'd just say why are you here? What is it you want? She could not understand. Uh, well, maybe she did, but this was mm. maybe this was the company line uh, put out by put out by the nuns. Uh, and she just said, "Look, you know, you've two arms, two legs. You will kill your mother. You will kill your the rest of her family if you arrive uh, if you arrive uh, to, mm. to them. Uh, they uh, did the best for you. You've done very well. You've got on very well. Now." basically just go away. So what happened when I went there, and I was there for about two years, I um, I, I, I was in, in, in Temple Hill, which was a baby hospital. I know from Bridie that uh, she, she, she uh, took me from there and, and received me from there. Bridie, your mum. My mum, yeah. my, my adopted mum. And um, basically... Uh, I was also a term which I've never fully understood, but there's probably lots of people in the social work area who do understand it. I was boarded out. So, in fact, I was actually uh, in my first two years of life or thereabouts, I was in about four different places uh, between the home place, uh, the uh, uh, Temple Hill, and then I was boarded out with at least two families, the first one in uh, in Wicklow and the second in Dublin. Now, at the time, I was trying to see, could I find out anything about it? Um, And I was never able to find it. So, you know, I'm delighted that this legislation is going to make information available. But I just want to make one little point. I would like to see a a, a kind of an independent authority taking charge of the archives and people like genealogists and uh, archivists involved because I don't think it's a case just for social workers. This data is like all sorts, like everybody's personal data. It's precious to people individually. And the great thing about you, Joan, is you were adopted, you were very happily adopted. But before Bridie adopted you, 
You were intended, I think, for adoption in the States, were you? Yes, I think that was the story. Uh, I was a, a failed emigrant to the United States, um, you know, at a very early age. I seem to have been rather ill and uh, perhaps um, not well enough. In any event, um, there were at least two uh, uh, attempts uh, for me to be adopted to the States, but for, I think, reasons of my um, state of health, uh, which you would think of that now, but uh, I, I was very thin as, as, as a child. And in fact, uh, when I was about four or five, I was formally adopted by the Burtons. And again, thank you to the residents uh, in the Rialto area, because basically um, they, every door in the street fed me to try and build you up. me up <laughs> and build me up for fear that I'd be taken away. And that was a real fear as well for adoptive parents that if the, ado- if, if the adoption didn't go through, if the child didn't thrive, at a time when child deaths were quite common in Ireland. Um, so, of course, being a, a small kid, I took advantage of that. I can remember standing on a table at one stage just saying to people, no, I'm not eating anymore. <laughs> Did you ever meet your birth mother? No, I didn't. By the time or I got the information, yeah. no. Uh, by the time I got the information, uh, they were dead. And being honest, I was very nervous about what their reaction would be because I had been told and told and told, particularly uh, by the uh, nun in St. Patrick's Guild, that uh, they would die. Uh, if they met me. And it was only years later when uh, things had begun to open up and I suppose I had more personal self-confidence on the issue that I went to meet my mother's brother. I met her two brothers, one when he was dying and the second uh, when uh, he was um, he was in a nursing home. And when I walked into the nursing home, I was trembling with fear, having written to him and we had a kind of correspondence which he was maybe Okay, And again, because Irish people are fantastic, this man came up to me and he said, Joan, I'm actually your cousin, you know that. (laughs) And you're the image of your mother. And don't mind whatever my uncle says. Don't mind what he says. Uh, He's delighted. So he just marched me off to him. So, and was and was it a happy meeting? Well, he was extremely. He, he he was a very old man at this stage, and he wasn't in great health. Yes, he actually was, in fact. Because a short time later, he then started talking about the farm, sheep again, big sheep sheep area, <laughs> and uh, you know he he just started talking and. He clearly, uh, he and his brother had loved uh, my mother, Josephine, very, very much. And they had looked after her. Um, So, in fact, uh, that's why one of the reasons I had been born at home. Did you ever, as we come to the end, get a photograph of your mom? I did. I got a number of photographs. And in fact, uh, when I became a minister, uh, some people in Cork sent me a photo for which I was incredibly grateful because uh, it. she certainly was 
tall like me. Um, I don't know relatively how tall she was. But um, yes, I, I did. And um, I got some of my uncle's uh, hurling medals and a small cache of things like that. And then I also, um, in, in the end, I made the breakthrough of meeting them actually via America, um, which, you know, <laughs> funnily enough, I've always liked. I went there uh, as, as, as a student on a J-1 visa when I was just 20. And America just has that sense of freedom that Ireland didn't have then. So um, the parish priest, the, 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 the intellectual parish priest contacted me and he said, he said, I have something very exciting for you. It's a video. And uh, this is back now in the 90s. And um, when I got the video, I saw it with a couple of people, including some friends that I knew from the Adopted People's Association. And they were looking at the video and it's of this uh, woman in an army uniform, an army nurse. And uh, they were all saying, could that be your mother? And I said, no, no, the dates are all wrong. And uh, anyway, it turned out that she was my mother's first cousin. And through her then, funnily enough, from uh, Washington and from Pennsylvania, I I then met met, uh, the relatives uh, in the Carlow area. Well, John Burton, it's nice that in the end it worked out so well for you and uh, I appreciate you coming in this morning to chat to me about your adoption.